talking closer to the mic is not ASMR. But I whispered. I was like, hello and welcome to the podcast. Today's podcast is an ASMR podcast. Marco's going to listen to this in editing and get chills because he likes ASMR. Daddy. This is a podcast where we review video games that are fun to play on the couch sitting next to someone or with another person over the internet, but that are particularly fun to do with another person and that aren't just another first person shooter with two people playing on the campaign mode. And it's especially fun for two people who are dating and have very different levels of video game play. Indeed, and it's especially, especially fun when our dog is trying to eat the fruit out of my backpack because (laughs) I left it on the ground. Oh my god. Okay, well, hello, dear listeners. Hello. All, like, 18... Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) I thought I vibrated. No, don't stop it. Get your phone away. Anyway, um, I'm Caroline. He's Marco. We're dating. You get it. We do, yes. So we're talking about Overcooked 2 today. Which is a game developed by Ghost Town Games, published by Team Seventeen, for the window for the Windows. The Windows. <laughs> for Windows, the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One in August of 2018. Yeah. It is an isometric cooperative cooking game. So there's one screen and you each control one of the characters on the screen and it's top down-ish at an angle. Mm-hmm. And you basically have a bunch of recipes that you couldn't that you can make based on the ingredients in each level yeah and they tell you what recipe you need to serve and there's just a list of five or six recipes that you need to serve and you are timed and you just have to get a certain number of points to pass the level and then you can also two and three star the level and you need the stars to unlock further missions in the story mode or i think something else probably you unlock new chefs as you chefs as you go along. Sorry, I said shifts. Do the stars unlock the shifts, or is that just levels-based? That just might be levels-based. Mm. Um, As you can tell, we did not do any research. No, zero research was done on this game. Because um, that's the quality you come here to hear. Quartz! Stop eating the honey! <laughs> oh my god. Guys, we have a dog, and playing video games now is very difficult when she wants to climb you while you're in the middle of a battle during Apex Legends. By the way, if you haven't listened to our podcast previously... Go download the rest of the episodes. Last week we did Apex. It's really fun. Just listen to our other stuff if you would like. If you haven't played this game, it's kind of like Cooking Mama, which I feel like a lot more people have played. But in Cooking Mama, you only made one dish. And this is like you're constantly making dishes and it's not as involved as Cooking Mama. So you're not like seasoning it and then chopping it. You're like chopping something, putting it in a pot and then sending it out. That kind of thing. Yeah. Each disc. Each dish is basically four ingredients. Yeah. And you have to prepare them in different ways. So if you have to make a pasta dish, then you have to uh, boil the noodles, uh, cut the carrots, Mm -hmm. cut the beef, and then cook the beef, and then combine them all into one dish on a plate and serve it. Yeah. So it's each dish in and of itself is easy to do. You're just being asked to make a lot of them in rapid succession, and you have a time limit per dish. So if the time runs out, you lose points. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this game? Aha, my review time. Yes. I really, really liked this game. Mm -hmm. In part, kind of because what I said at the beginning of the podcast, this one in particular is a very good co-op game that 
is has nothing to do with first person shooters or any of the other games that we mostly play. Mm-hmm. It was very different and fun, and the mechanics were very simple to get the hang of, but yeah. then it took a lot of strategizing and planning and cooperation to do them well enough to get three or sometimes four stars. So it was a very non-complex game, but you could pour a lot of time and effort into it if you wanted. True. Is that all? I think so. It's, cool. it's, it's you a, know. You know, it's not like, it, it has a story. It's really not story driven at all, so... I don't even, the story is like a giant meatball is trying to take over the world and you have to feed him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like this game, too. It's really oh, no, no, hard. No, that, that was the first one. Oh. The story for the second one. So there was a overcooked, oh, yeah. there was an overcooked one, which was also a fabulous game, mm-hmm. but it did not have any online co-op. Right. So we could play it with each other, but we were not able to play it with our one viewer, except when we went to his apartment and played it with him. Yes. Um, and in that one... A giant meatball was trying to eat the planet, and so the Onion King sent you back in time so that you could learn how to make recipes so that you could feed the meatball so he didn't eat the planet. Onion King also has a dog. It's very cute. He does. His name is Kevin, and he is by far the most relatable character. True. The story for the second one is that the Onion King is messing around with the Necronomnomnomicon, (laughs) and he accidentally resurrects uh, a bunch of loaves of bread, and they become the unbread. And... You cook for them, I guess. It's very light on story, yeah. and that is not the point of the game. Like yeah. I said, it's a very simple game, but yeah. the mechanics are very solid and fun, and so you can do a lot with the little bit of story and framing that the game gives you. Yes. So I really like this game. It is very difficult for Marco and I just alone to beat levels. For some reason, it is just at... A level of difficulty that it's much easier to be with more people. I mean, I think that that is the case, especially for Strange Brigade. Oh, sorry. Strange Brigade was last week. It, it would get, the gameplay would get a lot easier with more people, which is kind of always the case with multiplayer co-ops. Um, so we definitely needed our viewer to play with us to beat a lot of the levels. And it gets really frustrating when you're not on the same page. <laughs> As mm. your one listener, viewer, and your loving boyfriend, and you get yelled at for um, throwing a steak in the middle of the ocean <laughs> for no reason. But we'll get to that in a second. I really like this game. Guys, pick it up. I don't know. It, it does cost money. So pick it up if you have some extra bucks lying around and you want something fun and light to play with your friends online, to play with your friends on the couch, whatever you want to do. I really enjoy it, and it is, it is as we said, not a shooter, so it's a much lighter game. So you don't have to, like, I don't know, I get really, like, amped up and invested in shooters, like, especially Apex, and it's a different feeling than playing Apex. You definitely still get amped up and you get that, like, yeah. adrenaline rush from playing this game, but it's not the same thing. Also a great game for younger children who you maybe don't want playing shooters. Right. You might not really do as well, because a lot of these levels are hard and do require a high level of cooperation, but yeah. it's still fun, and so if you don't if you don't base the experience on victory, but just on the experience itself, it'd be a great game to play with younger people. Yeah, it's good, like, if you go to Easter and your little, like, baby cousins are like, I want to play a game with my cousin, and you're like, okay, let's boot up this game because it's not Fortnite and it's not PUBG and it's something nice that they can play. Especially because it's out on the Switch. So if you yeah. have a Switch and four controllers, you can play it anywhere. We should download it on the Switch and then bring it 
for Memorial Day. That would be fun. That would be fun. We also have that party game, though. Yeah. So well, our cool. viewer also has that party game. Right. So, mechanics-wise, we kind of went into it, but basically, you have a whole bunch of raw ingredients, and a bunch of different cooking instruments, and plates, and some cutting boards. So, each recipe requires a certain amount of ingredients, and each ingredient needs to be prepared in a certain way for that recipe, and so you get the raw ingredient, you do what you need to do to prepare it, whether that's chopping it, or cooking it, or putting it in a blender, or whatever. Once it has been prepared in the correct way, you put it on the plate, and the fun thing about it is that you don't need to put them in any particular order. So if you are assembling a cheeseburger with tomatoes, you can go cheese bun patty tomato, and it still assembles just fine, and you can still serve it. Yeah. You can also assemble it off of a plate and this, and then just chunk it on a plate. So you could just have random buns sitting around just throwing lettuce into them, and as soon mm -hmm. as they make it on the plate, it's like, aha, complete meal. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. In later levels, they add more and more cooking implements, so... You have to, like, bake... What is it for the cake? You have to make... You have to mix the dough and something else in a mixer, and then you have to bake it, and then you take it out. There's, like, some weird baking mechanism, but also mixing mechanism for that yeah. one. Yeah. Or you have... You have, like, flour that you have to mix, and then you have to mm -hmm. chop honey and put it in the mix, but if the flour finishes mixing before the honey is put in there, then it, it won't progress anymore because you right. overmixed the flour, which is... You also, we have that, those levels where you have the blower. Yeah, that's part of the DLC is that there are, it's, it's, um, tropical vacation base. Yeah. So... There's a barbecue grill and a set of bellows that you have Bellows, to use. not blower. Yeah. And you use that to keep the grill temperature at the highest level, which cooks the food faster. So yeah. if the grill temperature starts to go out, it still cooks your food, but it does so very slowly. And since you're trying to get the maximum amount of things as possible. I'm always on the bellows. I'm always the blower. <laughs> Caroline very much enjoys being the blower. I'm, I'm always the blower because... They get mad at me when I'm, like, chopping something that I shouldn't be or when I'm, like, holding something that I shouldn't be. And I'm always looking a few steps ahead because mm -hmm. I'm trying That's to get stuff done. And so they're just, like, take the bellow and just do that. So I do that. And you know what? I'm good at my part. So whatever. <laughs> She's good at the bellows. I will give her that. I'm a good blow. She really blows. Please take that out. Please. Please take that out. This is a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, my mom listens to yeah, this podcast. Yeah, please take that out. Okay, time for questions? Yeah, time for questions. Okay, questions. What? Who is your favorite chef? There's like about, I think it's 20 different chefs that you can unlock about. Who's your favorite? My favorite. Don't fav do it. I have to. You don't do it. I, re I have Fine. to. So the fun thing about these chefs is mm -hmm. that it's not just people. It is people, but you can also play as a raccoon or a cat or a dog or an eagle. My favorite chef is a, uh, he's a pink octopus. And he is my favorite chef because I refer to him as Calamario Batali. <sighs> it's in such poor taste. It's such a good name, though. I know, but he's such a bad man. I know, but that, that does not reduce the pun quality. It's like me naming mine Bill Cosby. Okay, but it's not a pun. So my favorite chef <laughs> is a raccoon in a wheelchair. And I like him because this game is very inclusive in the fact that they have chefs, like, of all shapes and sizes, of all different genders. Like, they have one that I can't tell the gender. Definitely neutral. They have, obviously, animals. And they have a raccoon in a wheelchair who is still as able as all of the other chefs to do anything. Like, you have no disadvantage at all 
So I really like him because I, you know, want to represent the fact that disabilities aren't something to take away from your ability. And you can be a great chef with a disability, even if you're a raccoon in a fake game that I play sometimes. I'm, you know, really going for the message. And also, I picked him once and now I'm just going to keep picking him. Champions of diversity, us. (laughs) True. Uh, What was your favorite moment of gameplay from Overcooked 2? I would have to say my favorite moment is the Void State. Void State. Good, 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 good. We were playing with our one viewer, Mm -hmm. and I forget who it was that did this, but we were doing a recipe involving a steak, and they picked up the steak and they threw it. Yeah. Because you can throw raw ingredients, but they just threw this raw piece of meat and it just landed (laughs) on the floor. And for some reason, the particular level we were in went from a kitchen in a castle to space or something like it was some kind of weird space nonsense but for a solid 30 seconds we were just kind of traveling throughout this purple dark portal yeah and we were just trapped in the void and there was just this steak lying on the ground soaking up all of the void and but like there wasn't a ground because we were like falling into the void but the steak wasn't like falling it was just there because of the like mechanics of the game the steak wasn't falling it wasn't floating it It just was and it was just part of the void so eventually once we got back to a kitchen someone picked up that steak (laughs) and we cooked it and we served someone the void steak look you gotta sometimes sometimes you just gotta eat the void you just gotta eat the void steak believe um it was a play-doh who said that yes yes that is one of my favorite moments two of my other favorite moments which happen a lot when we play so it's not like a specific moment but it's when we mess up something so we know that we have to restart the level and we just get so frustrated that our one viewer just starts like spamming me with ingredients (laughs) if you're so in most levels you're like separated from your teammates and so one person's chopping on one side and one person is like has all the ingredients and then serves everything so you have to kind of like throw things around or walk around to get it so you can throw ingredients and I would be on one side and this happened in the DLC, especially when we were making smoothies, banana smoothies. And our one viewer listener just started spamming me with bananas everywhere. I just had like 500 bananas on my side. And then I think a banana went in the ocean and we had ocean banana, which was great. Yes. That's one of the moments. And then another moment is when we're running out of time, we get really frenzied. <laughs> so sometimes we're cooking like shrimp or fish or you know salad or steak and there there's one level where we were like running out of time and we didn't have time to like chop anything or cook anything so we just like grabbed a raw fish and just went to go serve it and we're like ma'am take the fish take it eat the fish and it was like so good because like obviously she didn't and we didn't get points for that but it was really funny it was i think it was still in the fry basket but it wasn't even cooked so imagine if you went to a restaurant and like a chef bursts out of the kitchen (laughs) holding this fry basket still (laughs) dripping with grease with a half cooked fish in it and they just start waving in your face like ma'am ma'am take the fish ma'am take the fish it was so good it was so funny Oh man, I really, I really love those moments. It's like moments like that where this game could be really boring, but if you have the right people to play with and to just like fuck around with, it gets really fun. Yeah. So what was your favorite dish or least favorite and least favorite dish to play in this game? I think my favorite dish is the cheeseburger actually, Mm. or all of its ilk, because 
there are a lot of different combinations of cheeseburger that you get. So it can be fun to make a cheeseburger with lettuce or a cheeseburger with tomato. Or in the DLC, there's Hawaiian burgers. So it's a double meat and pineapple burger. Mm-hmm. And it's also fun the way... I just... I don't know why. I really like that you can construct them in any order you want and then put them on the plate. Or you can just have cheese sitting on a plate and then throw some lettuce at it and then throw some bun at it. And Sorry, then throw... I just thought of another really funny moment. What? When we were doing the tropical smoothies... And it was like time was running out and our listener viewer just took a whole pineapple and tried to put it in the blender. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yes. Cheeseburger is a really good one. What's your least favorite? I think my least favorite is actually the pancakes. Mm, Yeah. That one is confusing. Yeah. So for the pancakes, you can have pancakes with honey or without honey and they can have sugar. Mm -hmm. They can have chocolate or some other sweetener and... Those ones are just really difficult to try and do correctly because you have to mix the batter and you have to get the honey or the chocolate in there. Yeah. But then that was another one of those ones where you had to mix the batter, but you had to add the ingredient after you added the one thing, but before it was done spinning, whereas for most of the other ones, if it finishes and you still need to add another ingredient, you can just plonk it on in there and it yeah. it, it has to cook back from about halfway, but it'll be fine. Whereas with the pancakes, if you don't catch it in time, it's completely ruined. And so you got to dump it. And then they're just a lot more things to handle and sometimes very complicated. True. Um, My favorite is probably either the like first level, the fish, because it's just so easy. And it's a really easy level to introduce someone to the game to. So you just cut up a fish basically and serve it. It's you're basically serving sushi. And then quartz. Get out of there. We see you. You're going to get locked in the bedroom. Yeah, you really are. Because you're being noisy and you're eating everything. And you're trying to crawl on us, you beepo. She just wants to be a part of the family. I know, but we got to do some stuff and without her. Okay, this this is going to work very well. She's not going to knock everything over. Hi, honey. Hi, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, honey. Anyway, my, and another one of my favorites is... The smoothie, just because it, we had some really funny times, and it was also easy to do, but we just, it, it was great. And our listener knows why it was so funny, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, my least favorite dish was probably the pancakes or the cake. It was just confusing, and I didn't love it. It was probably the hardest level. Yeah. Pancakes. Uh, what was your favorite level and least favorite level? My favorite level was one, there. Are, so there are different kind of restaurants that you can cook in and there it's got worlds you know one 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 two two one all the way up to world six level whatever it is and so each of the worlds has its own different kind of theme so world one is sushi world two is there's something with like a mine and conveyor belts and and then then... you can have like on a food truck or you can have on a moving food truck that's driving down the highway you can have one that's, um, you're floating down a river. You can yeah. have one, there's one where you're in a hot air balloon. Yeah. There's so, one where you're in space, as we talked about. My favorite actually was the hot air balloon one. Because mm-hmm. it was just such a wild ride from start to finish. You're in this hot air balloon and you're serving people food. And you're kind of floating on your own. So I'm not really sure where the food goes when you just kind of chuck it out of the hot air balloon. <laughs> But eventually your hot air balloon starts to catch fire Mm -hmm. because there's a fire in the middle. And so you're trying to serve 
salads or something on this inferno of a hot air balloon. And then it starts to rain, and so you're trying to serve salads on your hot air balloon that is on fire and also caught in lightning strikes and torrential downpours. And then lightning hits your balloon and it pops, and so you just go careening downwards and you crash into the roof of another restaurant. And then you start cooking completely different meals halfway through. Yeah, it's wild. It was, yeah, it was wild and it was just a very fun level that was, it was the right amount of difficulty, but yeah. at the same time, it had all of that weird stuff going on, and it was it was just fun. It was crazy, nonsensical fun. Yeah. What was your least favorite, then? My least favorite was the river rafting level. Yeah. Because the way it worked is that you had a raft with cutting boards and your cooking stations, mm-hmm. but all of the ingredients were on either side of the river, as well as where you had to serve the food. And so there was a lever in the middle of the raft that you had to use to move your raft to, you know, the left bank or the right bank of the river. And so depending on what ingredient you needed or where the closest turn in your food station was, you had to either grab the lever and go up or down. And that one just seemed very, very complicated. And you kind of almost had to have one person on the lever the entire time or else find some way to strategize where you're going to be at each moment. So that was one of the ones that I think seemed a little over-complex and less about putting the food together and more about lever management. Yeah, I hated the lever levels. Lever levels. Lever levels. Lervels. I hated those levels because they weren't fun. Nobody found them fun in our group and we barely passed it. Um, My favorite level... God, I don't know. Maybe the hot air balloon. That one was fun. That one was also like we did pasta for one of the hot air balloon levels and that was cool. I like the pasta. I don't really have like a favorite. I just know that my least favorite was either of the lever levels or it was some of the conveyor belt levels because I would get yelled at a lot for those. And I would fall into like a pit of nothingness and respawn after five seconds like all the time. You would dial on those. That's it. Yeah. There's not as much to talk about with this game because like I said, it's very simple, but very deep. So that's really it. That's really it. Uh, Bottom line, you should absolutely get this game. You should get Overcooked 1 if you are able. Yeah. And if you have someone local to play it with. And if not, you should definitely get Overcooked 2 and play it with someone online. You will both have to have a copy of the game, but it's an indie game. I don't know how much it's selling for, but it's definitely not a full-priced game. It's not $60 or anything. Before we go, we would like to thank some of our amazing fans. Note that we did not say listeners because we only have one listener. We only got one. But we do have some pretty fantastic fans who left us reviews of our podcast on the uh, Apple Podcast app. Which you can do right now if you listen to this podcast and you really like us and you think that we're really amazing. Just go down to the Apple Podcast app and write a review. We'll read it on the podcast. We totally will. Yeah. I know that it takes like a week to post, so don't worry if it's not posted immediately, but we'll definitely read it. Yeah. And writing reviews is the best way to show your support for our podcast and also the best way to get our podcast highlighted so that other people can also find it. Yes. And also by uh, tweeting at us and retweeting the post that I tweet every Wednesday I tweet at least twice about the episode that's out on our Twitter, which is at review, the number four, and then the letter T. Yeah. So contact us. Our first review is from Important Podcast Critic 98, which (laughs) sounds pretty official, if I may say so. 
they wrote, this podcast changed my life. I didn't used to believe in video games, but now I do. I consider the hosts two of the most paramount authorities on two-player games and can't wait to try some of their reviewed games out with my significant others. Other. Not others. Other. Just the one. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna get him in trouble. Keep it saucy. I don't know who this is. Important podcast critic 98. Keep it saucy. Keep it saucy. And then our second uh, review from LLGP44 says, entertaining. Just really just captures wow. the spirit of it what we're doing. It truly is for. entertaining, isn't it? I guess it is. Make sure to listen, subscribe, download, whatever you want to do. Spotify, iTunes. Shout out to Julia Gang, as I always do. Shout out to all of you guys for listening. And again, if you live in Michigan, who are you? I must know. We So we figured it out. If you are in that state and you download our podcast, that's where it shows up in our analytics. So we know you're in Michigan still. All right, we know all right, it. We don't, we don't need to be creepy. But tell us who you are, because that's like really cool. Tell us who you are, or else Caroline is going to stalk you through our no, analytics measure. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, I swear. That sounded very convincing. I'm not gonna. All right, well, okay. let's let's go before Michigan files a restraining order on and us, shall we? And before our dog gets even more cutely annoying. I don't think, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>